Hey everyone, this is Maybe Swearing Will Help, and I'm your host, Katerina. Today, my very, very special guest is Miss Jennifer Norton. She is a wife and mother of two living in Winnipeg, and first her daughter, then her son, and then she all got COVID-19. She is very vulnerable and open, pretty much giving us a front row seat to what her life has looked like these past couple months. And uh, I'm very, very grateful that she was willing to come on the show and just tell her story just very openly and honestly. Um, She did a fantastic job. I know she was slightly nervous, but I think she killed it. And uh, please enjoy. Here's Jennifer. So you're having a, a good day or a better day? Yeah, I woke up feeling fairly good today. It was, it, it's nice. It's nice to wake up. It's a nice breath of fresh air, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, uh, few and far between, like it's getting better, but um, definitely uh, today's a good day so far. It's hard uh, on days where you wake up feeling good. Uh, you want to just mm-hmm. like live a little, like, oh, what am I going to do today? Like, I'm uh, going to walk the dog. Yes. I'm going to yeah. go grab the few things I might need at the store. And then it's like, oh, shit. That Then all of a sudden you're tired, like super tired. Mm. And you can feel kind of a headache coming back. So it's like, okay, crap. I kind of overdid it. And yeah. But so far this morning, I've had a pretty, pretty easygoing morning. Besides, I had an errand to run early. And I'm finding it... Um, really difficult to drive not that it's yeah I just like I get dizzy really easily like Mm -hmm. so so, uh I have to like roll my windows down (laughs) like the motion of driving I don't know if it's like like you're almost seasick or carsick yeah I'm like I've always been I've always been like that in terms of like, I can't go on rides at the X. Like I've always, you know, I, I, when I go like on a airplane, I've got to take a gravel and that kind of stuff. But in vehicles, I'm like always the driver because if I'm the passenger, I feel sick. And, uh, I was out driving this morning just over to kind of like the Lindenwoods area, picking up, a an online order i've been trying to like shop locally for christmas gifts and stuff right and i was like okay yeah i can head out there and honestly by the time i was on my way back i was like like windows down like what is going on really weird but uh, yeah well i'm so glad you're willing to open up and and share a little bit about this because i feel like yeah, we know it's out there. We know there's so many cases, but I don't know anyone who's really opened up about their symptoms and what it's been like, like you have. And I feel like you're really brave for doing that. Do you know, I personally only, I mean, I don't know if other people in my life have had it and chosen not to tell me maybe. Um, I would hope that like my close friends and stuff would feel like they could reach out to me. Um, I've had one coworker uh, reach out to me who is suffering very similarly to me. So we've kind of become a sounding board for one another. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. Like you hear the numbers every day and you wonder how could not more people that I know personally have it, you know? Have this, exactly. And so I'm just wondering, like, have people had it or and not wanted to, like, maybe disclose it? Like, is there a taboo around it? Because, you know, like, all these, yeah. you just, you hear these high numbers reported and you're just like, there's got to be people I know or, yeah, I don't know. It's just, or maybe not. Right. Like, maybe not. Maybe, you know, the population is what it is. And, you know, maybe the numbers are mainly, like, older people. I don't know. Um, but I know like as a parent, um, well, I don't know how you want to do this interview really. Like if you want to ask me questions or if you want, if you want. I do have questions. Yeah. I have notes. Basically I want to, cause you're 
initial Facebook post where you shared this publicly um, is where I'm getting most of my information. And this is actually something we're just talking about. Like the one of the sentences you said was, um, at first I was shocked, scared, and kind of embarrassed. So even you admitted you were embarrassed that you had to say that you had it or that there was a positive case in your home or like, like what made you feel embarrassed by that? Um, I like now that I think back on it and, and really think about how I was feeling like, I, I don't know if embarrassed is like 100% the right word. Um, I was like, uh, like I felt fear about having to tell people, um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want like, you know, you embarrassed what like are maybe you didn't clean your house well enough you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't keep enough sanitizer in your car you didn't oh you probably let your kids go and do this or that right. I was fearful of being judged yes because like if any anybody that like really knows me um knows that I'm fairly like like I'm fairly easygoing, but in this scenario, we were being so, 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 so careful. Um, mm-hmm. I got really kind of like um, anxious and and tense about it because, like, prior to anybody getting it, because my husband works in a, a senior living complex, so right. like. For him, you already knew chances were higher. Well, and we were so scared. We didn't want to, like, like we didn't want anyone to get sick. Like he would automatically have to quarantine. He would automatically not be able to go to work. He would automatically, mm-hmm. uh, potentially, and by no fault of his own, maybe, you know, spread it to these older folks. Like mm-hmm. we were as a family taking great precautions we were already like you know limiting our contacts I was the only one going like into stores uh right you know uh my kids were going to and from school like my daughter has a a boyfriend so we were uh at that time when it first kind of hit our house um the the guidelines weren't as strict as they are now. And so she, we were allowing her to uh, go to her part-time job, uh, you know, because everybody was taking precautions and we were allowing Mm -hmm. her to go to and from her boyfriend's place. And that was it. Um, So we were trying to be as careful as possible. And then for it to happen, Mm -hmm. we were like, are you kidding me? And I think that's why, in right. a sense, I felt embarrassed too, because I was like, uh, if anybody, you know. Like we tried so hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was just so. Yeah. So, so this was all the way back in October. This is a few days before Halloween. Yeah. Your daughter comes to you and tells you that it feels like she has a head cold. Yeah. And so what was that like? Were you both just panicking instantly? Or? Um, I was trying not to panic my uh like a little like kind of look into the health of my family like my daughter's the healthier of my two kids in like overall and so yeah when she's like uh I kind of feel stuffy in my head and uh at this time she still had like classes at school uh she goes to classes every day but it's only like one, um, like alternating. So like one day it'll be these classes in the morning and then the next day it'll be the other set of classes, but in the afternoon. And so she's on this weird rotation of of classes of scheduling. And I said, well, you can't go to school. Um, Mm -hmm. let's just see, you know, how it progresses, uh, give it a day. Mm -hmm day or two or whatever and she wasn't like really sick she just felt like she kind of had a stuffy nose runny nose um and 
normal for that time of normal year really like it's just year, uh, she also has allergies and we have pets in our house um the allergies okay. don't bother her like consistently you know if she's super snuggly with the cats or something she might have to take some sinutab or whatever and so we weren't really sure mm-hmm. if it was just that we vacuumed <laughs> and like yeah kind of but then then yeah then the next day was halloween and we had uh this family thing planned because we weren't going out and Mm -hmm. uh i said to her yeah you know you you gotta go and, and get tested uh actually that was the friday before we sent her for testing um, yeah, so she goes for testing, yeah. and then um, you said it took it took nearly some, like five days to get the results. It took, uh, for her, it took like four or five days to get the results, and by the time we like got the results, she was already sort of feeling better. Like she wasn't oh. she wasn't sick for she wasn't ever like crazy sick she she couldn't go to school and yeah she had a head cold but like she has been sicker um then it with like a flu or like more vomiting or something oh, like that like, in the past like she, oh yeah like like you yeah. know like sinus infections or you know when your kids are sick and they got to go on antibiotics for ear infections yeah. and, and stuff like that in their early years like she, she's far been sicker um yeah, so this was pretty mild in comparison. Pretty mild. I was never really concerned. But then it was before we even had her results back. When it was a Halloween, the 31st. That night, Torin, my boy, started with a fever. Nothing, nothing other than fever and headache. Yeah, a fever oh, and a, a fever. headache. And yeah. very bizarre. Like, I don't know. My, I don't know if some kids suffer from headaches but mine never really did so if like my kid is saying they have a Mm -hmm. headache I'm like "Hmm, that's weird um right so I was like you know and nothing to nothing the same as Haley's symptoms like you know Haley full out just had a cold what looked like a cold to you or me you know nothing that I would have even taken her to the doctor for I would have just been like, you have a cold, suck it up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like drink some juice, sleep, like, you know, of course I'm going to help you better, but it was enough, like it wasn't anything I was overly concerned about. She didn't have a fever or anything, but then he started with a fever and I was like, oh, good grief. So he wasn't any better. So we had him tested. I think we took him for testing around the second. And again, his, his test was a three or four days to come back and he had again um like he he's been sicker in the past like he never he never got the same symptoms that Haley had he didn't have like the extreme like head congestion and uh cough he didn't have that he just had like this crazy headache um and uh like sensitivity to the light uh couldn't watch tv Mm -hmm. um but for him when i would give him a tylenol it would help the fever would come down um his headache would subside all of a sudden his appetite would kind of come back and so then he would eat and then the Tylenol would wear off and he'd get all of those symptoms all over again. And it was kind of just like a cycle. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> it's a temporary measure. Yeah. But so then they're both positive, but they're not that bad. So what? They just stay home and just kind of rest yeah. and wait it they out. Literally just stay home. Yeah. I was like, I'm working from home. Um because the kids were sick, my husband couldn't go to work. It was like, um, if anybody in your house was starting, like had symptoms, um, you, I think at that time, oh no, no, though that hadn't even been implemented yet. Um, we were, we were no, still in yet. a phase. It's hard to remember cause they, you know, they update and, and change the, their criteria yeah. so frequently. <clears throat> but at that stage, um, yeah, he, 
had contacted his boss and because there was sickness in our house, he like he stayed home um, because he couldn't risk taking it okay. to the old folks, right? <laughs> and then the kids eventually start feeling better. Yeah. You think you're at the end of this and then you are hit with symptoms yeah, well, now. Yeah, started feeling better. Torn. And of course, like they are starting to feel better, but they're still in their quarantine time, right? Like they're not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so they're starting to feel better. And I had started feeling about around the, about the seventh, um, seventh or eighth. I just started feeling like really tired and sort of with a mild headache, um, chills, uh, and you know, Chris just looked at me and he's like, you're going down. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm down. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, no, no, it, it can't be happening. Like it is, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, no, I'll, you know, yeah. I'll just get lots of rest. And, uh, I worked that Monday and Tuesday I had said to myself, okay, if I'm still feeling like this on the Tuesday, I'll go get tested because I only had a half a shift that day. So I was like, great, I'll be able to go. I'll get there by the time they're, you know, in time to get a test done mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the 10th, yeah, I was just like, I knew pretty well that I had it. I was like Mm -hmm. exhausted. I could barely get through that four hour shift that morning. My head was pounding. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went and got tested and uh, the day after was Remembrance Day. I didn't have to work that day. I called in sick the the rest of that week and uh, basically didn't get off the couch that the rest of that week. I got my results on the 14th. Yeah. On the 14th, I got my positive result. And then you were the only one out of all three of you that had, you ended up getting nausea and upset stomach as well. When did oh, that yeah, start? That started, uh, that's what, you know, like, I honestly think that for me, I don't know if it's like that for everybody, but for me, it was the headache, man. Like every single thing, mm. every single symptom that I had came from that headache comes from that headache and it, I found it was like that with Torin too like he had the headache and as soon as you, you know as soon as you have a headache a, a really severe headache um it messes with all parts of your body uh like totally. you're you're dizzy maybe you're uh you know, your muscles start to ache because you're maybe you're tense, you're squinting, you're trying to keep your eyes closed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for me, it was, it was all that headache. Like I couldn't, I couldn't barely get up to make myself something to eat, let alone have the desire to eat. And it was like, just, mm-hmm. I would think about eating and I was like, Oh, my stomach. Like I just, I just couldn't. Um, so yeah. Has, has any other flu or cold you've had ever made you feel that way? Or was this like a whole brand new, unique set uh, of feelings? Well, I'd never had that. Like, uh, it, it wasn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it was something that I hadn't experienced in the past. Like it wasn't so severe that I thought I needed to go to the hospital or that I wasn't able to keep down any fluids okay. or anything like that. Um, it was just, uh, it was just, I, I just couldn't, I had no desire to eat. Like I just felt nauseous. Like, like maybe that I would compare it to when I had morning sickness, except for me, I had like all day sickness, but I, I would oh, compare no. it to that in, in how like okay. things didn't smell right. I didn't lose my sense of smell, which is, uh, one of the main sort of symptoms they say. Yeah. I I didn't lose yeah. my sense of smell, but everything smelled different. Like coffee, my husband loves drinking coffee. I like coffee too, but mm-hmm. um like if you're at my house any time of day and he's home, the coffee's on. It smelled like it smelled <laughs> like tuna to me. And it smelled that way to me when I was pregnant. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh something is just wrong with my sense of smell. Like uh it, 
So, you know, like when things don't smell right, you don't really want to eat either. It's just really bizarre. No. Um, no. Yes. Yeah, you said taking a shower and walking up your basement stairs, all simple tasks just, just exhaust exhausting. Me. Like the, the, I think that, you know, besides the headache, the, the level of fatigue is just something that I had never really experienced before. I couldn't, um, like, I just couldn't even will myself really off the couch, if that makes sense. Like, um, and I couldn't do anything on the couch. Like I couldn't watch TV. It hurt my eyes. It hurt my headache. Um, like I, I couldn't right. focus on, on the screen. It would, yeah, it would definitely hurt my eyes and just make, make it worse. So like I just laid on the couch, mm-hmm. I just rested, um, day. Yeah. I mean, a book trying to read small font would probably bother Definitely. your eyes, yeah. right? I couldn't read. Like anything. I would sort of like go on my phone with like the bright, like the, the light right down, um, like screen brightness mm-hmm. leveled right down. I could, you know, like text here and there. And that's another thing, right? Like you share that news with your, your close people, your family and friends. And of course you feel loved, but everybody's like calling and texting and FaceTiming and checking on (laughs) you. And, and again, like I will never, ever, um, uh, take that for granted because it, it's amazing. It was, it's wonderful support, Absolutely. but I was also like, man, it like hurts to, to text back, like to pick up my phone and look who's yeah. calling and like those things were a lot. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. So um, as of now, like now we're at, so this was back in November between 10th and 14th and you're still experiencing all this now at December 16th. Like I'm, I just can't imagine what it's like to be going through this for I'm an entire month. Feeling, I feel progression of, you know, like positive progression. I do feel, um, uh, like today I feel, I feel good today. Uh, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. probably turn the TV on to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. trying to like keep myself busy, just getting ready for the holidays and doing like baking and things that I don't really have to, uh, concentrate too much on. Cause it's hard to focus, like right. even to sort of like read a recipe. It's like, Oh, I got to read it over and over again. Um, <clears throat> but uh yeah I'm just like happy to feel good today the headaches definitely I can feel them like come back I know what's almost going to trigger them so it's more Mm -hmm. like for me I I feel like it's more adapting to avoiding those things um for for now like yeah you can anticipate yeah, it exactly it. yeah like now like I literally didn't go anywhere or leave my house for weeks because I was in quarantine right like whether I was sick or not sick or how bad mm-hmm. I felt I hadn't left my house to like be in a vehicle for weeks um so I mm-hmm. really had no idea that now that you know I'm feeling better I'm discovering new weird things about that are still there, you know, that are there that weren't, uh, you know, like feeling sick while driving today. I was like, where is this coming from? I've never felt like this before. Like why, why, why am I wearing, why do I need to wear sunglasses when it's super cloudy outside? Like, why is, why is that still bothering me? Like I've always been, I've always enjoyed like a darker atmosphere. Like I, I'm the type of person that goes around the house and turns all the lights off and maybe lights some candles or something. <laughs> My family has always yeah. teased me. Like they call me the Lord of Darkness. Oh, the Lord of Darkness is home. Like all That's the so lights funny. are out. But now <laughs> it's like especially bad. <laughs> They're all, yeah. So then are you technically still positive 
or have you had another test to show that you're negative, but yet you still have oh, symptoms? Like what's um, going on? So this is how, uh, this is how it's worked and how it's been explained to me. Um, once you test positive, um, you could continue to test positive. This is just like information. Don't like, I'm not a nurse. Uh, this sure. is just information that was given sure. to me by public health people that I've spoken to. So, um, what was relayed right. to me was that, uh, a person, you know, with a positive COVID diagnosis could technically still test positive weeks and weeks after, um, even if they're not experiencing symptoms anymore, hopefully they're not experiencing symptoms okay. anymore. Um, like <clears throat> your contagious period is they, they tell you, they count you down 14 days from the day you test positive or sorry, no 14 days from the day you first start feeling symptoms. Okay. So, okay. So that still would have been early November yeah, for so you. Like I first started feeling symptoms around the seventh or eighth. So like technically my isolation was over, uh, around the 24th about. And mm -hmm. although I, you know, my quarantine time was technically over, I could go to the grocery store if I needed to or whatever. I was definitely still feeling symptoms. So I stayed home. Yeah. Like I, my, my daughter is, uh, 16 has her driver's license. So I would just send her, you know, like, oh, here, I've done a Walmart oh, yeah. order, go pick it up or, you know, on her way home from class, can you grab this, grab mm -hmm. that? Um, because I wasn't going anywhere. I was way too, way too tired and way too, uh, like my head was still every day, every day hurting at that point. So they say, yeah, I imagine it feels like your head is like a brick and yes. just to lift it up take it feels like it's an extra yes. 20 or 30 pounds oh that would just be and, yeah do you remember my, this is so stupid Katarina do you remember what my hair looks like <laughs> very curly very vol voluminous yes oh, it feels good to laugh actually some days it hurts to laugh um so <laughs> when I would say like, oh, to take a shower, it was like exhausting. Like, you know, if I had like straight, easy hair, hopping in the shower, giving it a quick brush afterwards would be okay. But like to look half decent, yeah. my head of hair, <laughs> head of hair, I have to like stand in the shower. It's like a 10, 15 minute shower. And then I got to like comb it out, comb all my curls out and then put some kind of product in it. So it's not like, you know, a Oh like my god! Clown wig. So, like I was seriously, I would, I would be exhausted by the end of that process because it was a process for me. It's like this yeah. half an hour, like daily care. Oh, you know, people are like, oh, just take care of yourself. Just, it's like I know I'm trying. Like the shower is tiring me out. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So then were you trying to isolate as much as possible just to like your bedroom or just the living room and stay away from your husband still or how, like the what was the house dynamic, dynamic was like? really messed up and um, uh, all of the public health people that I spoke to, every, every person kind of gave me a different... Um, uh, yeah. Answer. <laughs> um, I even had one, um, before I was diagnosed, um, I even had one show up at my door, which later I was to find out was completely inappropriate of her. <laughs> um, she was sent by, uh, a separate, what was told to me was my actual public health nurse who was too busy or was having trouble contacting me about my son's case. So she sent a coworker uh, from a different uh, area to my house with a letter giving me information oh my about my son's positive diagnosis, which I already knew because I, 
I already knew. You already knew because you saw yeah. one two like, days prior. No, yeah. There's no reason for you to be knocking on my door. Like, and, and I was completely <sighs> reachable. Um, you know, like I, I wasn't going anywhere. I was sick at home. Like I, I nobody tried to reach me in that situation. So, so I was very frustrated and I was very taken aback that she was at my door. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I understand. I was trying to be sort of understanding to the fact that they're so overworked. There's so many cases. Um, it's completely understandable yeah. maybe that my specific public health nurse was, was overworked or had too many things, too many people to reach out to that day. So I didn't really think much of it in the moment it wasn't until after I was kind of like well what was her problem because she started kind of scolding me of course you know nobody's been to the house for weeks so when the doorbell kind of rang or whatever my kid you know follows me to the door and uh I put my mask on but he doesn't have a mask on and she's like is that Mm -hmm. your son he has COVID why does he not have a mask on in your house like you're going to get it. Do you know he's supposed to be quarantined in his room right now? And she, she kind of just, she kind of just, like she was stating the facts. I know that like, those are the recommendations, but I, I just stopped her and I just said, like, listen to me right now. You don't know the dynamic of my house. My, my kids don't have TVs in their rooms. My son doesn't have his own phone. I'm not going to send my 10 year old up to his room for two weeks and only allow him downstairs to come to the washroom. I like, and at that time, like I was still working. I said, I work from home. I can't be running up and down the stairs to go check on my son. I don't have that kind of flexibility with my job. So before you start scolding me, like, could you just, you know, maybe ask the dynamic before, you know, like, I I want to be safe. Like, I already called his school. I already did this. And, and she just was, she just couldn't believe that, that I was letting him out in his own house. And I, and I, you know, I, in that instance, that made me feel really terrible. I was like, am I, am I a terrible parent? Like am I a terrible mother? Am I a terrible, am I doing this all wrong? But I was so frustrated because like, I was already dealing with like my daughter's diagnosis. She had just, you know, kind of gotten her results a couple of days prior. Um, I also had her boyfriend living here, quarantining here because the day they went and got tested, he had been at my house and they had spent the majority of their time that week at my house. So instead of going back and infecting his house between his parents and us, we decided, no, he better stay here. So he stayed at my house for two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, so you feel like you're even going like over and beyond yeah. to be extra cautious and aware of other people and who like the who you could possibly um give this to or like yes. your contacts, right? And and then this strange woman just shows up to give you information that you already know and give you a hard time about something that you're yes. still learning how to deal with and you feel like you're coping well. Like, it's just that's exactly way to kick me when I'm already down, you know? exactly <laughs> how I felt. I, I started crying. I was like, I, I, I was just so frustrated. Uh, I, uh, I'm one of those people like... You know, when you get angry, you kind of, you can either be kind of like aggressive or you kind of get emotional. I'm definitely the emotional type. Like mm-hmm. I, I was angry and offended mm-hmm. that she was, you know, standing there scolding me. And then, and then I hadn't even really thought about it until days later when I was speaking to another uh, public health nurse about my kid again, she contacted me and I was like, you know what? I've already spoken to somebody at my doorstep. I've already been, I've already spoken to somebody from the interlake, like some public health nurse from the interlake called me with the same story. Like your nurse is too busy in the city. 
I was like, are you kidding me? And so when I said that, I had already spoken yeah. to somebody on my doorstep. She said, wait, wait, wait a minute. What? What are you talking about? I said, well, a public health nurse, like, came to my door and scolded me and, and did this and said this and that. And and she said, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Like, that's against you know, your privacy rights, like, you, you know, they can't be discussing your, your results or like out in public, you know, your neighbors could have heard or on your front. Yeah. So she yeah. gave me a number to call and, and complain, um, or like, you know, to report oh. that because, you know, even though she was there to help in a sense, what she ended up doing was just making it way worse and infringing on my, you know, rights to personal information. Like, oh, uh, yeah. just it was yeah. just a gong show. Way to add so much additional yeah. unnecessary stress, yeah. right? Yeah. On top of so yeah. much. So, so what now? Like you just keep on keeping on, just take each day as it comes and try and get through yeah, the holidays. Like I said, the things are definitely improving. Like I find my energy a little bit better. Um, I'm not back working. I, uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to necessarily disclose where I work, but my work has been, my work has been very supportive. No. I'll say that. Um, They've been very supportive with my checking in, seeing how I'm feeling, making all of those things. I don't feel any sort of like pressure per se to come to go back. But my job is like I work from home and I'm sitting in front of uh, two computer screens all day would be my job. So not good. Uh, yeah, and I'm uh, talking on the phone. So I have like a voice going right into my ear, and I'm sitting in front of two computer screens, navigating a bunch of programs, uh, which is visually very hard for my for my headaches. Um, yeah. So there were a couple of days in the month of November where they were. Mondays. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to work. Like I'm going to try. So I would kind of try, I would make it through that day. And then, you know, just the most brutal headache by the end of the day, just could not, you know, could not come out of my workspace and join my family and make dinner and, and talk about the day. I was just, I was spent, I was exhausted and, uh, just not in, in good shape. And so then I would take the rest of that week off and give myself another week. And then I tried, I worked again the 23rd and the 24th of November. And by the 24th, I was just like, again, uh, I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, And I started feeling like if I just keep pushing myself, I'm never going to feel better. And it was scary to me. I I still like... Um, like I said, today is, I'm feeling really good today and I don't want to screw it up by, you know, watching. Yes. Knock on wood. (laughs) So, uh, I'm hesitant. Like I'm on a medical leave till January 7th, um, both for physical and, and stress. Like, uh, yeah. So my doctor, you know, just said in a normal situation, if we didn't know why you were having these headaches, you know, you would probably get sent for, for an MRI or something like that. We would want to find out what's causing these headaches, Mm. but we kind of already know they're, they're residual effects of, of this. Right. Um, I think I'll still go and get my eyes checked. I want to make sure I'm going to call my optometrist and, and, just make sure I haven't had my eyes checked for a couple of years, which at my age is honestly probably not good. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that like this mm-hmm. visual aspect is, is really a hundred percent COVID related and not necessarily uh, like a vision issues. Um, I wasn't having any issues prior to yes. this, but you know, it's never, you just want to start ruling things out, right. To determine, well, 
Like, why am I still mm-hmm. experiencing this? Um, so yeah, I'm like trying to get outside. We've been fortunate with like the nicer weather. Um, I've been trying to get outside for some fresh air, regardless of how I feel just to be active. I mean, fresh air and exercise is good oh. for everything. Um, Oh, good. Yeah. Especially when you're trapped inside in quarantine, you need to remember yeah. that there is a world outside nice. the four like, walls of your house. Yeah. If you don't have a, a job that takes you outside, even, even before I was sick, uh, if you don't have a job that takes you outside, you are literally like, I'm in my house. I work in my house. I with my family in my house. Mm-hmm. And I really don't communicate mm-hmm. with any other adults other than who I might text or call, you know, out of friends and family. It's nice to get outside yeah. and just say hi to that stranger on the river, you know, walking the dog. Uh, just just that sense yeah. of humanity, like yeah. there's other people out and enjoying the day. Um, those are the things that I really, yeah. like I really miss. Um, I love my family. Like, I love my family, but I'm I out agree. of stuff to talk to them about. <laughs> like, even my immediate yeah. family. You know, no, like I my totally brothers, agree. my sister, like, my brother, my one brother, he's single. He's isolated, living at, in, at home. And he calls me every day. And I appreciate it so much. But I'm like, man, I literally do nothing. I have nothing new to talk about. Like, nothing. Yeah. And of course, the first thing. Nothing. Ask, no. Yeah, like, how's your Didn't head doing? Anyone... Oh, I have a headache today. Like, how about I tell you on a day where I don't have a headache? <laughs> Basically. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I am really happy to hear that you are gentle with yourself because I feel like after so much time has passed, uh, for me personally, I would be like, you know what? Screw this. I just want to feel better. And I would get frustrated and, and overdo it. I would walk too hard or exercise too hard or do something that would push me over the edge and make me worse. So I'm glad you're not just reacting that way. Um, and getting like emotional and getting in your head about it. And you're just like taking it day by day, doing what works for you, you know, staying calm. Had I've had, I've had oh, okay. big breakdowns <laughs> about it, um, ugly, like, breakdowns, you know, dealing with the holidays, dealing with missing work, dealing with eating up all of my sick time, dealing with, well, what do I do now? All of my sick time is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm still not feeling well. Where does that leave me? Like, having to worry, deal with work in that regard, although they've been supportive, I've never had to take a leave of mm-hmm. absence before. I've never had, to, like, all of these things. Um, even even online oh, okay. shopping, okay? Like, I can't sit behind my laptop and order mm-hmm. stuff for my kids. Like, uh, it, so trying to feel better to do that. Right. Like, you know, I'd cry about that. You know, like my husband, like, I don't know how he's seriously put up with me, <laughs> you know, but now, now that I have a plan, now that I have that organized with work with, uh, I feel like a, a weight has been lifted that I can just fully focus on my recovery and, and let go of that stress. And I'm just going to get to January 7th and hope to God my head feels better. Cause that's the day I go back to see my doctor and just see if I, you know, how I'm feeling by that point, if I can go back to work. Um, and I really hope that I do because I'm like, I am so bored. Like you get in your own head. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like There was the whole novelty of working from home at first where, hey, you don't need to wear a bra anymore. You don't need to do the commute on the stinky bus. And that was all really fun and games. And then it gets pretty old pretty quickly. (laughs) It affects your mental health in the way that like when I was working in the office, like I would get up, I would shower, I would start my day. I'd put on a little bit of makeup, not a ton. I'd feel good about my outfit I would you know just like Mm -hmm. little things right I would go I'd see my friends you'd get a compliment Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and there you'd chat about what happened the night before you don't get any of that when you're at home 
you don't and that social interaction yes you don't think you're going to really miss it or that it's really going to affect you in the way that it actually does like I had a coworker drive over homemade pierogies for me and I literally stood outside crying I was just like I couldn't believe that they had taken time out of their night to come and bring me food and, you know, wish me well and have a quick little visit from outside. Like I stood on my boulevard and they were in their vehicle and like, it meant so much. Yeah. Yeah. Such a little act of kindness. Yeah. It meant so much. Like a year ago had that same friend been like, oh, I made pierogies. Here's a dozen. I would have been like, oh, sweet. Thanks. But like, uh, you wouldn't have been moved to tears. You wouldn't have been like, (laughs) so I don't know if that was just like (laughs) me being emotional or, or literally like just starving for like friends again, like grown-up conversation Mm -hmm. uh, all of those things yes and and yeah I want to share the last thing you said so this is on your Facebook again but um, it can happen even if you're extremely safe and I encourage you to follow our province's code red rules because believe me you do not want this in your home and I'm just like again I'm so happy that you have been willing to share your story and just be open with this and let everybody know that this is real and it doesn't just go away and it affected, I mean, 75% of your home, right? So this was no joke and that people do need to take this seriously, even if we're sick of it and it's been nine or 10 months and people are over it. Like, look at you, you're still feeling these symptoms. And I don't want to, I wouldn't want to compare what I've dealt with to what a lot of people deal with. Um, You know, I, I didn't, I definitely felt like the shortness of breath when I was like coming up and down stairs. That was, I, I kind of chalked that up to like fatigue as mm-hmm. well, but I can't imagine being so sick that you're at the hospital alone with no family on a ventilator. Exactly. Maybe, you know, like the families, all of those families that have lost loved ones in care homes, you know, you see comments online. I really, I had to, I, I was really glad that I was not able to be on screens too, too often because there's a lot of ignorance out there. And I do, I do appreciate people's opinions and I do appreciate the fact that we should be respectful and and give people options, uh, you know, that don't infringe on their rights and that sort of thing. But um, the reality of it is, those comments like, well, it's only affecting old people. Like these people would die regardless. These people all have pre you know, di- conditions that make them susceptible. Yeah. Like that's just, you know, the natural way of things. Well, you would maybe feel differently if it was your grandparent or your mother or your father, you know, left because there aren't enough people yeah. to care for them. Like, I just, I, I can't even... Um, I can't even stress how lucky I feel in comparison to those families and, and what Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been through, like, Mm -hmm. you know, as a parent, the first thing when my kids, you know, got their test results, you see that pot, that plus sign and you're like, what the hell, like, is this going to, how bad is this going to get? Like you're, you're Mm -hmm. terrified. Like there's you're just you're freaking terrified like at least I was and and then when they didn't get any sicker I was like so Mm -hmm. grateful and I wanted to tell people like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be as terrified as as maybe I was um you know I wanted to show a more positive Mm -hmm. outcome like here's some they didn't get that sick but because they didn't get that sick was because they were young because they were had you know good immune systems really because I like I can't I can't mm-hmm. I can't imagine being uh, one of those old older folks or and, and you're seeing it in numbers now too younger people uh having more extreme 
um, effects. And, uh, you know, I just, I can't, I can't imagine. And those people's ignorant comments about, you know, I should have a right to make this choice. And, and well, you might feel differently if it was your family, you know, so totally, totally. So thank you. Thank you. I think as, as often as we can get that message out, the better. Um, and I think, I think again, like I said, you're just so brave for being willing to open us, open your door really, and tell us about you and your family and share your story. And I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad, um, Haley and Torin are pretty much for the most part feeling better. And I honestly think about you and your head and now your curly hair as well. Yeah. I, every day. Thank you so much I, uh, for the opportunity. I, I thought about it and the only thing that I was really nervous about talking to, to you about was just, um, you know, that, that, uh, embarrassment I don't want to say embarrassment but just and I think that's maybe what's holding a lot of people back about expressing what they've maybe dealt with or 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 whatnot I I mean I I was scared to call friends like my kids Mm -hmm. friends you know do you tell you know your kids are separated into cohorts at school so do you do you call your friends like their parents and be like hey Torin has COVID or do you wait until you know the school announces right. it because they don't tell which kid it is, right? They don't even tell you which cohort it is. They just say right. somebody at the school has gotten it. So it's like where your your social dilemma, do I call them? Do I tell them it was my kid? Like it is a little bit mm-hmm. scary. Well, and I imagine there's that fear of people thinking that you're dirty and diseased when no, you don't want to ever be thought of that either. Like right? I had friends like, okay, I, I can drop this off for you. I'll just, I'll just leave it on, on the fence. Like even my brother picked up like online groceries for me and he's like, no offense. Like, I'm just going to drop them off at your back gate. Like, just don't even come outside. I'm like, seriously, I don't have the plague. Like in a sense, you do have the plague, but it's like, Yeah. You just, that's, you know, you don't want people to look at you like that. Yeah. But I also didn't want my kids to be embarrassed. Like I wanted them to, I didn't want them to be worried about going back to school and stuff like that. So I, I, I showed them my Facebook post and I showed them Mm -hmm. like, look guys, like we just like, let's, let's just tell people, let's just, you know, not be scared because by the end of this, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to have had somebody they know get it so let's just do everybody the favor yeah. and you know yes. share our experience and hopefully people will take from it positive things you know yeah and hopefully like way down the road this is just something we all look back on as wow 2020 remember when our house looked yeah. like this and mom could barely yeah. get off the couch and wow that was a crazy time you know but we all moved on and yeah. we all go back to our yeah, lives and made memories it's, it's and really et cetera, you know, awful way to have done it, but it's brought our family closer together. I know maybe a lot of, maybe a lot of families experience something different and, you know, maybe too much of each other is hard, but we definitely have more days where mm-hmm. good days than, than bad days. It's definitely brought us closer together. It's brought my kids closer together. Um, yeah. So, so there are, there have been some Good. positives in it. That's for sure. Uh, well, I hope this wasn't too exhausting and that oh, you still get to enjoy your, nice your good day. Me. I'm not going to lie. I've been laying in bed. I've got three cats on my bed with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> oh, that sounds so cozy. I'm just sitting in my closet. Okay, well, you probably don't want to be in the closet anymore. So no. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I'll I'll end it oh, here, yeah, but um, I'll message so you after. For the okay. To share the story, Katarina. You take care. Okay. Bye.